You're listening to a message from Highway Church as we welcome Barry Bennett to the New England area for the first time. Enjoy. Good morning. What a blessing and privilege it is for me to be here. And uh, this is my first time to New England. And the people in Colorado told me it was going to be kind of like a foreign mission trip. And, uh, you know, I would have to learn the culture and, and the language. And I think I'll be fluent by the end of the day. Hopefully you can understand me. All right. Some lobster. All right. Praise God. Well, I have had a great time. Uh, this is my first time in this part of the world, and so this is all new for me and uh, really enjoying seeing trees, lots of trees. No mountains. <laughs> but uh, this has just been a thrill for me, a real blessing, and I wish my wife could have come with me. Uh, I really wish my wife could have come with me because while I've been gone, she bought a dog. And I said... <laughs> I said, hon, I'm coming back. And she said, well, it's been three days. So, so I've been replaced. And, uh, but uh, Bring her next I will try. I will try. Yeah, she's from Wilmington, Delaware, so she's familiar more so with this part of the country. But praise God. I ha- For those of you that don't know me, uh, I, ha- I do have a wife. <laughs> I've been married 39 years. I have three children. Three children, four grandchildren, one on the way, another one, fifth one on the way. And uh, we served the Lord. Uh, I've been walking with the Lord for 44 years, and we served in uh, Chile, in Guatemala for 10 months, and then Chile for over 12 years, or 12 years as missionaries. Raised my kids on the mission field. They're all bilingual, bicultural. Uh, I came back in 2001, and we... Uh, I went to work secularly, but then I, had, I started a Spanish Bible college and uh, did that for five years, night times and Saturdays, while I worked, uh, directed and taught in a Spanish Bible college. Actually, I, t- I ministered in Spanish for 18 years and did not minister in English during that time. <clears throat> and so the first time I ministered in English uh, after all that time was at Karis Bible College. And we've been with Andrew since 2007. I've been with the school for... Uh, it's almost 10 years, and I've been with the school uh, eight and a half years. I've been the dean of students for seven years uh, in the school. And so God has been good to us. Uh, we are blessed. I uh, have uh, opportunity to minister to thousands of people, and I don't know how that happened. But, uh, <laughs> but God has been very, very good to us. So I am blessed to be here with you today and uh, looking forward to sharing the word with you. Amen. How many of you are students or past students of Karis? Just so, look at that! Wow, praise God! Let me ask you: Has it has it changed your life? Has it blessed you? Amen. Well, good. And the rest of you, there's still time. All right. Okay. Praise the Lord. Turn with me, if you will, to Mark chapter four. Mark chapter 4. I'm going to share a message that the Lord's been developing inside of me now for probably the last year, and I just can't get away from it. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I just want to keep sharing it until I get it right. Mark 4.26. And Jesus said, So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. 
and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, he knows not how. For the earth brings forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth immediately, he puts in the sickle, because the harvest is come. And, you know, there, we've heard a lot of teaching about this, and I, I teach on this in different perspectives, but one day as I was reading, you know, it, I don't know how long ago this began to be birthed in my spirit, but the kingdom of God functions according to the principle of the seed. The kingdom of God is if a man should cast seed into the ground. And so I want to take you on a little journey this morning. We're going to start by talking about seeds. Then we're going to move into the seed. Then we're going to move into what that means in your life. All right, so I'm going to try and follow that pattern for you. But let's talk about seeds for a few minutes. A seed, I, I have some, let me, if you don't mind, I, I like to read my notes so I don't forget all these fantastic things that God has shared with me. All right, but every seed contains a unique destiny. Every seed has a specific destiny or purpose, we can say. For example, I always talk, like to talk about watermelon. So a watermelon seed has a destiny to become a watermelon filled with what? More seeds, which have the potential to do what? Produce more watermelons. This is all very basic, and I'm sure everybody's familiar with it. But within the seed of the watermelon is programmed increase, multiplication. Or in other words, <clears throat> I shared this in Florida a few weeks ago. And uh, let me share the story, and then I'll tell you what happened. My idea, this is, this is supposed to be a funny, okay? But my idea of world peace is if we could get everybody to sit down and eat watermelon at the same time, okay? <laughs> All right? Well, a girl came up to me after that, and she stepped right out of the 60s. Uh, she was a flower child. <laughs> she says, Brother Barry, she says, I was recently in a group, and they did that, you know? <laughs> And she was looking at me with these, anyway, <laughs> and they did, they believe in watermelons. And I thought, okay, I'm going to have to change my example. <laughs> so, but a watermelon seed is programmed to not only produce watermelon, but to continually produce watermelon. As long as the seeds get sown, there is infinite possibilities for watermelons. So it's programmed into that. Every seed carries the potential to be multiplied infinitely. Every seed, now listen, every seed represents a present insufficiency that carries an infinite potential. I'm going to refer back to that. Every seed looks like a present insufficiency. You can't eat that, but you can sow that. And there's infinite potential within the seed thing is, you've got to recognize the seed, all right? Every seed can produce something for consumption in the present and something for multiplication in the future. Now, remember, Jesus said, so is the kingdom of God. So he's giving us a, a key to how the kingdom works, and not just how the kingdom works. We're going to look at redemption in a minute. So every seed can, looks like a present insufficiency, carries an infant potential, 
It, it, it produces something for consumption, but if someone recognizes the seed, then they can continually sow it and continually have abundance in their life, in whatever area we're talking about. Everything is seed. This is where the Lord really started expanding this in my life. Everything is seed. Every thought is a seed. What does a seed do? It reproduces according to its kind. I'm going I'm to change that a little bit and say, every seed is going to bear the nature of its source. Every seed carries, I'm not a scientist, but we'll say the exact DNA of its source. Or whatever its source was will tell you what the seed will do. All right? And so when, we, when we're talking about seeds, we're talking about potential, we're talking about present insufficiency, but incredible potential, multiplication, that is going to always reproduce exactly as the source from which it came. And Jesus says, this is how the kingdom works. Or the nature of the source is the nature of the seed, which is the nature of the fruit, which is the nature of the seed, which is the nature of the fruit. And we can go on and on and on, which we have since creation. And oak trees still make oak trees, and watermelons still make watermelons. All right? Now, when we, when we talk about seeds... We need to realize every thought, every thought you have is a seed, and it bears the nature of the source, which is you. Every word is a seed, and it carries the nature of the source, and you're determining the source. In other words, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth, according to that nature of good, he brings forth good things. An evil man brings forth evil things. Those things are seeds that bear the nature of their source and then go to, go to work to reproduce according to the nature of that source. That's why Jesus says, so is the kingdom of God. If a man would sow seed, plant seed in the ground, and he doesn't know what's going on, and we, we many times are sowing seed, well, we, we all the time are sowing seed in our lives. Mental seed, spoken seed, actions, everything is seed. And they're all going to bear fruit according to the nature from which they were sown, in fear, in faith, cheerfully, however we, whatever nature we give those seeds. And that's how the kingdom is reproducing or not, depending on how we are sowing that which is inherent in us, that which God has deposited in us. So I got to thinking about this, and I thought about some examples in Scripture. We won't necessarily turn to them. Hopefully you'll know them. But I thought about the, the various stories of the multiplying the loaves and the fishes. fishes. So anyway, I'm going to kind of combine those into, into one paraphrase here. But Jesus said to them, there's a multitude following him, and he says to the disciples, you give them something to eat. And then they say, we only have five loaves and two fishes. 
they're looking at their present insufficiency as an insufficiency. And they are declaring this is not enough. We only have. Now, let's be honest. Has anyone ever done that? I only have. I don't have a college education. I don't have a good job. I don't have this. I don't have a good car. I don't have this. I don't have that. And we begin to evaluate our lives based on our natural vision rather than spiritual eyes. And we look at our present insufficiency and we evaluate it and we limit it to, well, that's all I have. Now, Jesus looks at this and he says, give it to me, have them sit down in groups of 50 and 100 and what have you. He's looking at the same five loaves. And how many, two fishes, three fish, I forget. Two fishes. He's looking at the same five loaves and two fish. And he isn't seeing a, an insufficiency. He's seeing kingdom. He's seeing seed. Now, if they, the disciples, had begun to pass the, the fish out, it would have gone to two or three people. We're done. Because they were evaluating it with their natural eyes and declaring it insufficient. And this will go about this far, and that's it, we're done. Three or four of us can eat, and that's it. Jesus took the same apparent insufficiency, but with spiritual eyes, he didn't call it only for consumption. He recognized it as seed for multiplication. I've done this. You've probably all done this. Look at your bank account. Well, I only have. You look at your background. Well, I've only, but I can't, but I don't, I wasn't. And we always evaluate things with our natural eyes rather than understanding how the kingdom works and realizing that what looks like a present insufficiency, if we would just step over into another dimension and see it as a seed, it carries our future. Our future is wrapped up in that which we understand to be seed rather than for consumption. It's never going to be enough in that realm. But if you see it as seed and you begin to sow it, did you know your future is in your heart right now? But if you only look at your insufficiency, it will only be there for finite consumption. It will, all, it will never be enough. But if you see it as seed, you can sow the limitations that you think are limitations, whether it be education or marriage or job or finances or giftings or whatever. You can sow that if you would open spiritual eyes and see it as seed. You can sow that into your future and that that's how the kingdom works. When I was a kid, my father... We used to, he was in the Air Force, and we traveled a lot, and we lived a lot of places, and so we're always on the road, and he was famous for shortcuts, which never worked, and my mother would, his name was George, but my mom called him Benny, last name is Bennett, so I don't know, she, that was her name, so she said, Benny, why did you go this way, you know, 
And I would be in the back seat of the car with my little sister, and I would probably be six, seven years old or something. And uh, I'd say, Dad, are we lost? And he would jokingly say, uh, Barry, it looks like we can't get there from here. <laughs> I mean, I took that seriously. We can't get there from here? And yet many of us <clears throat> in our Christian walk, God has put vision in our hearts. God has put something inside of us, and we look at our five loaves and two fishes, and we say, I can't get there from here. Because we're doing what the disciples did and saying, we only have, and you, God, you're giving me this tremendous vision. It must just be a daydream. I can't get there from here. I don't have, and, and, and I, I, I can't get there from here. That's looking at it with natural eyes. But that's not how the kingdom works. If you would look at it with spiritual eyes and say this, rather than being a present insufficiency, can be a future abundance if I would sow it. If I would sow the limited time that I have. If I would sow the limited gifting that I think I have. If I would sow the limited whatever that I think I have. If I would take the steps of faith to see what I have, what's in me as my future, and it is seed, and if I would sow it, the kingdom would go to work on it, and it would reproduce according to the nature of the source. If the source is faith, you're going to have a pretty good multiplication. Think about Elijah and the widow woman. I know people use this for sometimes bad intentions, and that's not my heart here. I just want, I want you to see this. Elijah goes up to the widow woman, and she is, I'm going to modernize this, she's making pancakes, we'll say. And he says, what are you doing? And she says, I just have enough Aunt Jemima here for two pancakes, and my boy and, and me, we're going to eat these pancakes, and we're going to die. She's looking at that, that resource as the last resource she has for her life. She's looking at that as that's the, the finite insufficiency. I'm going to make two pancakes. We're going to die. Elijah then says, he paints, a, he paints a different picture for her. He says, if you will see this as seed, make one for me first. And then he tells her, this is what will happen if you will take this present insufficiency and sow it into the man of God, then you will eat, and I will too, he says, for the next three plus years. He paints a new picture for her. He opens her eyes to see her present insufficiency as a seed that could contain her future. And these are powerful, powerful truths that, that, that are revealed in Scripture that, that we need to take a hold of and understand because so many times we limit ourselves because we think we don't have enough, we're not smart enough, we don't have enough resources, we don't have enough this, we don't have enough that, plus all of the failures that we've had in our life, and we, and we begin to establish limits on what God can do, and God wants to do so much more for us. But he, said, he teaches us, this is how the kingdom works. Take what you have and make it seed. 
Now, that's the introduction. Okay. Let's talk about Jesus. Talk about Jesus. Let's go to John 12, 24. John 12, 24. Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. What is he talking about? Or I almost broke into Spanish there. <laughs> Mejor dicho. Who is he talking about? Himself. Himself. Jesus is referring to himself as a seed. And he says, unless... I go into the earth and die, I will remain alone. But if I die, I will bring forth much fruit. Okay, hold on, it's getting better. All right? John 1.14. What does the seed bear? Or it comes, it, it bears the nature of what? Its source. Of its source. John 1.14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace, Grace and truth. The seed that became flesh bears the nature of the source, which is grace and truth. So the grace that we talk about and that we love and that we've embraced, the grace of God came to earth in a seed named Jesus. Now, I've studied grace a lot. I, I love the subject of grace. I've come up with a, my definition of grace based on my own studies. I understand grace to be God's provision for man's every need Spirit, soul, and body. Everything has been provided. There is nothing that falls outside of the realm of God's grace. And yet, here's the thing. Here's the cool thing. Is that God saw the needs of the earth, the sin, the corruption, the darkness, the lostness of mankind, and he says, I'm, you know, bear with me. I'm, I'm making up words for God here, but I need to fix this. How does the kingdom work? I'm going to sow the seed Jesus, full of the nature, the source, me, full of grace, provision for every need, and truth that sets people free. I'm going to sow him, and Jesus says, except I fall into the earth and die, I remain alone. Did you realize, see, there's a guy that, that I've debated with in the past that says, there is no more sowing and reaping in the kingdom of God. We're past that. I'm thinking, man, when did we get past that? I don't know how you get past that. Everything is sowing and reaping. I'm sowing right now. We're always sowing. Redemption is a function of sowing and reaping. God can't go outside of the parameters of his own declaration of how the kingdom works. And so if he declares that it's a, it's a seed kingdom, then the seed 
is Jesus that carries the nature of the source, the Father. And his, he can look like a present insufficiency. He just walks around so people had to chase him down to get something from him. But then he went into the earth and died and rose again. And now it's starting to get good here. What happens when a seed grows? What does it produce? Fruit. And what's in the fruit? And what nature does that seed bear? Same as the source. The same as the source. So I'm going to give you a... We, we talk about grace. Let me give you a really easy sentence here. The grace that you want is in the seed. The grace that you're looking for is in the seed. Now let me amplify. The grace for healing is in the seed. Jesus. The grace for peace and joy is in the seed. Jesus. The grace for provision, the grace for vision, the grace for anything that's in your life that you're, you're pursuing, it has to begin as seed. And it's in the seed named Jesus. And when we can get a hold of that and then we quit looking at ourselves as lacking and start looking at ourselves as bags full of seed... And we begin sowing our limited, apparently limited talents, our limited time, our limited resources, because now we're not using naturalized and evaluating everything as limited, but we're seeing, no, this isn't limited. This is potential abundance. You can get there from here if you recognize seed rather than insufficiency. You have enough love in your heart to transform your marriage. You have enough smarts in your head to transform your, your working future. You have enough grace in your life, if you would sow it, to transform everything around you and be a, an influence in your community. Your future is in your heart. And what we do is we say, well, I don't have enough. I sure wish God would bless me with something else. And God is pulling his hair out, if you will. <laughs> I've given you the seed. I've given you the seed. Praise God. Has anybody getting anything yet? One seed, one seed, Jesus, contains enough grace. I'm building up to something. I'm trying not to get there too quick here. One seed, Jesus, contains enough grace to bring salvation to every person on this earth, to bring healing on every to every person on this earth, to bring abundance, to bring joy, to bring peace, to bring whatever. that All of that was compacted and contained into one seed named Jesus. Praise God. Now, Titus 2.11. Titus 2.11. Titus 2.11 says, for the grace, where was the grace? In the seed called Jesus. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to how many men? All men. 
Or in other words, in the seed called Jesus, full of grace and truth, there was enough grace for all men. There's enough truth for all men. In the grace of God, which is his provision, there's enough of everything you need for everything, all men for all time. There's enough in that one seed. Just like in a watermelon seed, there are enough watermelons to feed the whole world watermelons at the same time. If we would just get on the ball, we could do that. Have world peace. Amen. All right. All right. Now, now go to 1 Peter 1.23. 1 Peter 1.23. First Peter 1.23 says, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, who's the word? Jesus, which lives and abides forever. How many born-again people do we have in here today? You were born again by the seed of, that came from the seed, that came from the source. The seed, Jesus, was the nature and is the word made flesh. I don't, don't, let's not split theological hairs right now. I'm trying to make a point here. He is the nature of the source, and his word has gone out into humanity carrying this, what the source put into the seed, grace and truth, and we hear that word of the gospel, and we believe it, and that seed, that incorruptible seed of the word, which is Jesus, which is from the source, gets in us, and we get born again, and the nature of, of the new creation is the nature of the seed, which is the nature of the seed, which is the nature of the source. What does that mean? I don't know. I think I might just have preached myself out of my grace realm here. I don't know. It's so big. It means that every person in this room carries the nature of the source. Grace and truth, abundance, no lack, no fear. No depression. Did you know you don't have to go through any of that stuff if you can get a vision of this power of the seed, the principle of the seed, rather than looking at, well, if you only knew what I've been. It doesn't matter what you've been through. If you're born again, you carry the seed. You're a carrier. If you would just get a vision of it and begin to sow it, you would start to see how the kingdom works. Your future, I'm going to repeat this because I just think it's important. Your future is in your heart. A seed is in your heart. There's an incorruptible seed of God's word full of grace and truth in your heart. Or you can continue to live from your apparent insufficiency and complain and whine and be cranky and talk about all the things you don't have. And if only, if everybody knew how tough it was, they would all feel sorry for me and hold my hand. That's not how the kingdom works. Do you have a smile in you? Then sow it. 
When I sow a smile in class, I usually reap smiles. Do you have a hug in you? Then give it. Do you have five minutes to help somebody carry something to the car? That's a seed. A cup of water to a child, Jesus talks about. It's a seed. All of these things are seeds, and this is how the kingdom works. This is how multiplication takes place. This is how abundance comes forth. Everything we want, see, we think, well, if I could just win Powerball. But really, you've got a bigger Powerball on the inside of you, right? And if we would just start sowing what we have, but I, you say, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. Have you tried? Have you practiced? Have you sowed? Have you... Now, your future is in your heart. Out of the abundance of your heart, you're going to bring forth seeds of faith or seeds of fear. Let me say that this is the punchline. I'm coming to the punchline here. This is where the Lord spoke this to me, and it's still, my head still probably looks exploded when I, when I got this. He said, Barry, if you were the only person on earth that was born again, some of you are already filling in the blanks here, there is enough grace in the incorruptible seed that's in you to bring salvation and healing to the whole world. I said, no. It's got to be true because it's the same seed, the incorruptible seed, that bears the nature of the source. And it's now in us. And if you were the only person on the face of the earth that carried that seed, the potential in that seed is enough to bring salvation and healing and deliverance and provision to every person on the face of the earth, if you would but sow it. When Jesus said in Luke, what is it, Luke 17, if you had faith as a mustard seed, and people say, see, all you need is a little tiny, tiny faith. That's not what he's talking about. Because he rebuked the disciples several times for their little faith. Little faith isn't the goal. What do you do with the seed? You sow it. If you had faith as a seed, you would say, that's how you sow it. You would say, you would do, you would think, if you would use what you have as seed rather than as insufficiency, you would sow and you would sow and you would sow and you would begin to see your life change and you can get there from here if you would get a hold of this. Praise God. There is, there is enough grace in every heart in this room to change the world. There is enough grace to bring healing to everybody in this room. There is enough grace to set every captive free in this room. And it all is inside of us in seed form, incorruptible seed form that bears the nature of the source. 
And all we have to do, and rather than evaluate our lives with our natural eyes and say, I don't have enough, I'm not enough, I don't have education, I don't have this, I don't have that, rather than evaluate ourselves like that, if we would inst- instead honor the work of the seed and recognize the grace and truth that God has deposited in us, he talks, he talks about his inheritance in us in Ephesians 1. And I'm thinking, that, that, seems, that doesn't seem right. His inheritance in us. No, he's placed divine, incorruptible seed that bears his nature in us. And he's waiting for us to get a hold of this principle. This is how the kingdom works. Start sowing what you have. Start sowing what you have. Start giving. Start smiling. Start hugging. Start quit thinking about, but if you only knew, I, I don't care. Okay. And you shouldn't either. Start looking forward. Quit looking backward. And start taking the grace of God and start sowing it, sowing it, sowing it, sowing it. You want a glorious future? Sow what you have. But I only have five. Sow it. Sow it. Sow your time. Sow your talent. Sow your energy. Sow your, sow your attitude. Sow your faith. Sow, your, sow whatever. Just sow your life. Because that's how the kingdom works. And some of us are looking for har- harvest from seeds we haven't sown. I, I minister to people all the time that come to me for a harvest. They don't come to me to learn how to sow. They just come to me because they want my harvest or some harvest. They want it just to happen. Folks, everything works according to seed time and harvest. Now, we can sow and give to each other. I'm not suggesting that we can't, and I I emphasize prayer one for another. But if we teach people how the kingdom works, you don't have to be out there dangling by yourself thinking you don't have enough. You've got more than enough. And God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we ask or think according to the power. I'm going to change that word, bear with me, according to the seed that worketh in us. Because that's the power, that incorruptible seed of God's word. Praise God. Has this, has, this, has this made sense? Because I could talk all day, and the pastor said I could have four hours, but I, I, but I, I, think, I think I've delivered my heart here. But what I want to do, I want to pray with you. If you wouldn't mind, if you would stand, I would just like to pray with you. Hallelujah. Father, my heart's desire this morning is for spiritual eyes to be opened. That, Lord, we would rather than see our lack or our insufficiency, would see the incredible potential of what you have deposited into our hearts. That we would understand the power of the seed. 
that we would understand, Father, that what we see are as limitations really could be reevaluated as seeds. And if we would begin to sow and move out of fear and move into faith and begin to sow and begin to give and begin to bless and begin to smile and begin to hug, we would begin to see our own healing, our own deliverance, our own lives be transformed. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise you, Father. Father, I pray the seed of this word is finding good soil in every heart and that we would grasp what it means when we say that if we were the only people on this earth that had this grace seed, there is enough in that seed to change the world. That makes my problems look a whole lot smaller. When I know that I have enough of the grace of God inside of me to change the world, all of a sudden my problems take on a different dimension. They just they don't seem as big. Because there is enough grace in you, there's enough grace in me, there's enough truth in you, there's enough truth in me to set the captives free, to bring healing to, to broken bodies, to broken hearts. We can bring life where there is death. We can bring light where there is darkness. And rather than saying, but I can't do that, yes, you can. If you're born again, you have it in you. It's in a seed form. And Father, I pray that everyone would get a new vision today rather than looking at their inadequacies and limitations. Instead, look at themselves as saying, you know what, I am going to be a blessing to my spouse. I am going to be a blessing to my children. I am going to sow into my work. I am going to be a blessing to my boss. I am going to be a blessing to my, my church, my Bible college. Whatever I'm involved with, rather than being the complainer always talking about lack, I am going to see myself as a divine seed bag that I have enough to get where God has called me to be if I would only begin to sow. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Father. Father, I pray right now that this word is setting people free, birthing vision. And Father, I just feel compelled right now as well to, to, to pray for physical bodies. Because even healing works according to sowing and reaping. A word is sown, faith is birthed, the harvest comes in, healing takes place. Whether it be miraculous, whether it be a process, it all works according to the same principle. And so, Father, I'm going to sow some words now into this, into this atmosphere. If you're dealing with something physical right now, I just as a, as a word flies by, if it's for you, take it, grab it. Praise God. Praise God. Father, I speak. Hallelujah. I speak. I just, I'm seeing uh, head issues, whether they be brain issues or what have you, but I'm speaking into physical craniums right now. Life, health, deliverance, freedom, restoration of memory, of, of mental capacity. I'm speaking seeds into the atmosphere. Grab them. Believe them. I speak into eyes that are suffering, vision issues. I speak life, health, healing now in the name of Jesus. 
I speak into ears that perhaps are closed or are not functioning as they should. I speak total healing now in the name of Jesus. Every word of God is alive. As every promise is just an amen. And so we receive, Father, your word of healing. Praise God. Father, I speak into spines, perhaps scoliosis, other disc issues. I speak life and health. I did this one day in healing school, and a woman with scoliosis felt herself straighten up and her get taller. She went home and had her husband check her out. Her, she was completely healed. I speak into hearts, the heart organ, clogged arteries, what have you. Life, I speak life, I speak health, I speak recreation, restoration, strength. I speak into lungs to be opened in the name of Jesus. We don't need initials to describe ourselves anymore. We are healed. I speak into stomachs, into intestines. I speak into all of the bowels, the, the kidneys, the liver. I speak life, health, restoration from damage, restoration from even the impact of sin, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter because there's enough grace in the seed for you. I speak into bones, into joints. The spirit of arthritis, we break, we curse, we cast off in the name of Jesus. We speak life in its place. We sow life even as a seed we sow it. There will be a harvest. We speak into muscles. Atrophied muscles to come back to life. To be strengthened, re renewed, recreated in the name of Jesus. We speak into the blood. All blood disease must go in Jesus' name because there's enough grace in this room to drive you out. Praise God. I speak into the feminine organs. I speak life. I speak health. I speak restoration in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Some of you are receiving harvests right now. Some, your harvest has begun. But keep planting seed. Keep watering the seed. Keep believing there's enough grace in the seed for you. Father, I speak to those that are struggling with direction in their lives. Perhaps lack of vision, perhaps depression, fear. Father, that isn't you. That's not the kingdom. We come against it now. And Father, we replace it with the seed that is a vision, the seed that is faith, the seed that, that, that transforms, Father, our lives from fearful, depressed victims into more than conquerors in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, praise God. I speak over this church. Hallelujah, what a blessed church. And I speak multiplication because there is good seed here. There is incorruptible seed here that bears the nature of the source. And there is life here. There is abundance here. There is prosperity here. There is healing here. There is anointing here. I speak over the pastor and his wife. Just supernatural multiplied anointing and blessing in their lives to oversee this flock and to sow good seed into them. Praise God. Oh, we are so blessed. Father, we, we are so blessed. We love you. 
We love you. We bless you. We praise you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. And Father, I, I would speak on behalf of everyone here that we are going to no longer look at limitations. We're going to see seed in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. Amen. Amen. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life He came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.